This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Eric Branson, and the stunning return of Ryan Steiskold. Gentlemen, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I feel it, like we should get to Ryan right away. Where I was going to say, Ryan? it feels good to be back. <laughs> um, uh, not that the listeners don't know that like I'm still around. I still talk to these guys before they record. It's just I didn't want to do... <laughs> the movies uh or i was doing something else but still had time to yep. talk to them so it's great to be back good yeah <laughs> don't you know we, we never actually speak off air this is the only time we that's ever it. <laughs> that's it for right. once the recording stops or the video stops we cease to exist that's which makes right. you wonder <laughs> what existence is there yeah we're like we're like middle grade AI. Like it's you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not, not quite the kind of you know Skynet taking over the world AI. We're kind of like you know imitating middle aged men reviewing B movies. But it's like anyway. it's like if somebody took. If you ever wonder what happens to those bots that people take and like, hey, review a bunch of bad movies, <laughs> or 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 reasonably okay movies that nobody knows about. And they're like, well, that was a fun experiment for an hour, and then they toss it to the side. It doesn't get deleted. It just becomes a podcast. The video, yeah, the video junkyard podcast. <laughs> it this finds its entire itself in podcast the is essentially one big example of the "eat up Martha Simpsons" meme. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all this is it, right. this is the reality of the Matrix. You think it's a yeah. big problematic thing. It's like no, it's just like life. It's just full of oh, oh, okay, yeah. Somebody accidentally installed, like, some weather software in there, though, so we always have to, like, you know, talk about the weather and then, you know, the aches and pains and, you know, those kind of things. So. Yeah. We're, we're Microsoft Vista if somebody still used it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I used it way longer than I should have. We all did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all you did. mentioned The Matrix, though. I got to thinking the other day, wouldn't wouldn't The Matrix movie have been so much more interesting if when you, you know, take it the have. and you wake up to the real world and it's just like two years before what you thought it was like it's that <laughs> mundane it's just like oh so it's 20 like 19 oh okay well, i mean that was all right it's just okay you know like it's nothing <laughs> it, it kind i of, think a lot of people might uh well i was gonna say if you take the pill you wake up in 2019 after knowing what we've lived through in the world in the past couple of years, I suppose you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to live through all Do this I, again. Is this but... actually going to be happening? Was that a prophecy? Fuck. Because apparently <laughs> I the mean, Matrix has prophecies. You bring yeah. up a good point. Like, the Matrix takes place, like, who knows how long to the future. Actually, they probably say how long to the future, but I don't know because I never watched past the first movie because what's the point? Um, <laughs> so... I will say, like, let's say it's, like, hundreds of years in the future. This computer AI thought, hey, you know it would be a great decade or year 
for to run this simulation late 1990s let's mm-hmm. just do that that's that's when we should do it we should show them we should give them technology but stuff that runs on dial-up and floppy disks <laughs> when i give them some leisure but not like enough to overpower us we don't I mean, we won't even give them a flash drive i'm just surprised and maybe somebody right. has and i just have been sleeping and haven't seen it i'm surprised nobody's done a mashup of the matrix and like bill and ted <laughs> where he wakes I'm up sure it's out there and you know, Wait, it's, bill it's, and ted show up in the fucking <laughs> wastelands of the matrix going yeah. whoa, whoa ted <laughs> and yeah. start confusing him for the one did, did either of you see the new bill and ted movie no i have not yeah, it's fun no I, I i really want to uh it's worth for it. some reason it kind of fell off my radar i should get on that it's but. worth it it's it's fun it's 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 like everything else like that where it's like oh it's a fun little trip down memory lane though it's slightly new and slightly not Eh, okay, yeah. cool. It's like checking I in. I really, with really like the other two movies and did growing up and still like them quite a bit. So, yeah, I should. I definitely should get on that. And they'd be, you know, they're cult classics. And, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I was one of those rare people that actually enjoyed the second movie. Not not more than the first one, but but I like it. It's good. I just. Um, yeah. A lot of people hey. tend to not love it. Station. But. You know what? Speaking of yeah. 80s. Uh, future travel into the past movies. Yeah. That's right. Because tonight we're going to be talking about one such movie. In fact, this is the part two of our featurette, whatever we want to call it, on yeah. uh, the Full Moon Entertainment films. Uh, the Charles Band movies. That, Of course, the Full Moon Entertainment is this absolutely huge, low-budget horror sci-fi <laughs> studio. Uh, we've talked about films related to that studio before, but things like Prehysteria, which was Moonbeam Entertainment, and so on, um, as well as Arena, which was an earlier Charles Band film. Uh, tonight, we're going to be yeah, taking yeah. A, a shift away from horror, which we talked about Puppet Master, which, of course, spawned numerous sequels in Full Moon Entertainment. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Full Moon's sci-fi uh, epic, if you will, because it has six fucking sequels. Uh, we are going to be <laughs> right. talking about the 1984 American science fiction action film, Trancers. I'm Jack Death. I'm a trooper in the 23rd century. Jack Death, Angel City PD. May I see your stats? What did I do? Under Section 7 of the Penal Code, the Council authorized me to administer you a transfer suspect examination. You can't give me a TSE without a warrant. I got your warrant right here, pal. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want any trouble. Hold out your My job is hunting transfers. I got nothing to hide. Finding them, Negative. and singeing them. Look out! Of course, sometimes they find me first. Then it's a little more complicated. Location. We monitored a line disruption in Los Angeles, December 1985. Van Zant, Ash, and I all had ancestors in the city then. If you think I'm bringing that scum up the line, you got the wrong trooper. Unless you stop Whistler, everything the council has accomplished for the last 40 years will count for nothing. Okay, let's say I believe this. You're a cop from the future, and you're chasing this guy Piper. Whistler. Why doesn't he just turn you into one of these zombies, or me? Trancing only works on squids, people with weak minds, easily controlled. Lena, I'm from another time, another world. I don't even know what you people eat for lunch. 
Okay, I got fried rice, egg rolls, and beef chow mein. Beef? You like from a cow? Hey. I thought it was rough in the 23rd century. I didn't know how hot it could get. Jack? How's my tan? It was getting hotter all the time. Jack? I guess I just attract a certain element no matter what century I'm in. This way, mister! Anyway, I gotta run now. I wanna ride with the lady. Over here, Ashby! Also known as Future Cop, this one is directed by Charles Band, stars Tim Thomerson, Helen Hunt, and Art LaFleur. Um, Thomerson plays Jack Death, awesome name, a Philip Marlowe-esque <laughs> police detective from the 23rd century who travels to the 1980s to bring his old nemesis to justice. So, yeah, this is one that is the first in, what, six sequels, I think? Yeah, I believe there are or six five, transfers yeah, films. Yeah, six transfer yeah. films, so yeah. So, um, I mean, there's even a 1.5. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, right. There yeah, there is the short they did movie. for the. Yeah. Yep. And he released it on one of his like Charles Band presents. Like sh- he does like a series of shorts. Um, yeah, they put they released a few of those on video. Um, and not to play the uh, actually kind of guy, but um, Transfers was actually produced by Empire Pictures, and but all of its sequels were Full Moon uh, Entertainment. All right. Um. So, so it is available through Full Moon streaming channels and all of that. You know, being a Charles Band film, it's his uh, one of his babies for sure. And that certainly he uh, they went on to produce Full Moon went on to produce all of the sequels, I believe, starting with Part Two. But this was an Empire Pictures uh, release. So this is up initially. there with Arena then, so, as an Empire. Yeah. You know. So Arena, Robot Jocks. Um, keep thinking there's one other Empire movie we did. I don't remember, but. Anyway, if we didn't, we at least did those two. Well, have either of you seen this one before? Or any no. of the sequels or anything? No, it was one I had heard of because I knew there were like a bunch of these movies. But other than that, I had almost no familiarity with it at all. Like, I, this is the first time. Okay. This was one of those movies that because we started doing this 2B thing like, what, a year ago now? Um, wow, fuck, a year. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> we started doing this. I, I, I saw it when I was on the... Oh, let me just look at movies that look like they have interest in uh, artwork. And then noticed that Tracers and its many sequels just kept popping up in every suggestion. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking check it out. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, this is the first time watching it. But other than that, like, it was Destiny. Well, yeah, this yes. is like a very early Helen Hunt movie. This might be... I didn't check, but yeah. this might be like her first I think first I had film. read that this was her first film. Um, and I'm not seeing that now when I'm looking at the at the page. I could go pull up second her filmography. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Yeah, her yeah, first movie was 1977 Roller Coaster, which she would have been very young. But uh, yeah, Transfers yeah. is her 
she plays Lena, of course, in Trancers and uh, yeah, 1984. Uh, you know, the, the fun thing, I, I had never seen this one either. This is another one where I had heard of it because I knew of all the sequels and the whole Full Moon connection. Uh, thank you for mm-hmm. the correction on that. Um, oh, yeah, no problem. But I, I guess <laughs> even that little summary I read doesn't really do it justice because mm-hmm. uh, if you if you liked Blade Runner, any of the Blade... Uh, uh, if you liked um, Highlander and you mix those Terminator. together in a blender and Terminator, Terminator, yeah. then you have transfers. Yeah, I would throw, throw like of. a like nice dose of like zombie movie almost in there as well. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I guess more mind control. It's not not quite like flesh eating zombies, but yeah. Now imagine that film and story taking place, but the majority of it is shown just an old man wooing a young woman. Yeah, that's yeah. a majority of the movie. <laughs> but it opens with them. one of the greatest goddamn scenes I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the the strongest Blade Runner like reference. Yeah, is the the fucking scenes. Which the, it, the very the movie opens with Jack walking into a diner, and there's one other patron in there, and he scans him to see if he's a trancer, and he's not. And the waitress <laughs> suddenly turns into a trancer, and she attacks him, and they have a like knockdown fucking brawl. Yeah, and. This is a good, like, minute long, at least, if not more, fight between the two of them. And Just it's two like, geriatrics going at it. It's <laughs> awesome, because you've got, like, this, this old white guy and this old black woman just beating the hell out of each other. And the moment I, she threw the boiling water, I stood up. I was like, holy shit, Medea's throwing grits. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, and I have it in my notes, it's the first thing I wrote down. First five minutes, see old white detective beat up old black woman. Um, I'm like, okay, what movie are we watching here? This is, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. I, I was invested at that moment. I was just like, wow, they're going there. Holy shit. They went shit. there, right? <laughs> and, and, and even, again, somehow beforehand, throw a bit of 12 Monkeys in there, too. I don't know how, but it's, you know, this yeah, song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a 12 Monkeys vibe for sure from the, at least like the futuristic, um, I don't know if you call them the council, but like, uh, what, Anne, Anne Seymour and uh, Art LaFleur's character. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're kind of like reminded me of the. I'm going to call them the council and 12 monkeys, too. I don't remember what they were called in either movie, but yeah, kind of the, the elder people that control everything. Yeah. They're, they're two of three. They're finding out that the third one was erased from existence because of. The cultist dude was it? Uh, Whistler. 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 Yeah. So yeah. this movie's it's it's time travel, but they do time travel in a really unique way. A really kind interesting like, way. They have they have to inject you with some sort of a drug that allows you to travel back through your family's timeline. So you have to find an ancestor that existed at a certain period of time, uh, and then you can jump into their body. Yeah, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed. So your body Creed actually in stays in the future. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like yeah. Assassin's Creed. Only you're actually time traveling. You're not looking. Uh, that's a different setup. But it, yeah, the whole ancestor thing. It is kind of interesting. I mean, I've never seen that done before, and it it kind of you know go it kind of circumnavigates around the whole paradox type thing. Like, what if you met yourself? It's like ah, uh, you you take over somebody that is in your bloodline. 
So it, it kind of yeah. goes, it, it gets around Back to the Future versus, you know, Endgame <laughs> style time travel. Or <laughs> uh, it's just like, there's no way you're going to run into yourself because you oh, don't exist fuck. yet. You're, it, it goes all the way around. You just made me realize something, too, from this movie. Hmm. Um, spoilers, by the way, because that's what oh, we yeah. do here. Oh, yeah. We always um, spoil. No, no. <laughs> so you, you, we're talking about this, and it's established near the end of the movie. Like, Whistler tells uh, Death, Jack, I'm just going to go by Jack. Um, Jack, that, uh, what's her face? Ellen Hunt's character would actually eventually hook up with Phil and he would like that is his lineage they don't go deep into it it's like a one-line thing and then they keep fighting on a rooftop or some shit uh but in that <laughs> moment in what you talked about i'm like oh my god he f- he he philip J-, J. fried himself he's his own grandfather uh-huh. he uh-huh. hijacked his ancestor's <laughs> body and then at the end of the film like and in the sequels he stays in that pr- in that time period so he hooks up. Mm-hmm. He becomes his ancestor, Phil. Which, by the way, Phil, I'm sorry. You got fucked, buddy. <laughs> like yeah. you... Phil's just gone, right? Living in the in the subconscious. How does he describe it? Like, he's he's there, but he's in the background, kind of. Well, this um... movie did a lot of that. Like, can you... They do the job of just saying, like, hey, let's point out an inconsistency. Like, I got a question about inconsistency. Like, within the film. And the response is, don't worry about it. Yeah, but we don't got time yeah, a, to a lot of sci-fi it. does that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they, keep, they keep that it's a, trope it's a, pretty heavy in this one too. It's a gripe about my favorite science fiction show, which is Doctor Who. Of course, people know that. That uh, certainly happens quite a bit on that. You know, the never mind, I'll explain it later. Excuse of you know things that. It anyway, makes, yeah. It so, makes up for the humor. Oh. It makes the humor in this movie kind of. <laughs> well, well, the sci-fi. Yeah, and, you know, when something's inconvenient or, or, or doesn't, they don't want to go into a big long overly scientific explanation of something that is ultimately not scientifically possible they just kind of go oh well yeah that's you know he's he's in there somewhere that's the, <laughs> the way they leave it <laughs> yeah because they've got a scene right before they take they, they they send what they call it jack down the line or something like that or through the line or some shit like that yeah i think they said down the line i think something like down that. the line yep. and he you know they say take him into the room and there's whistler's body like the bad guy's body right there, and they're like, "Yeah, it's just a shell. He's not in there. He's somewhere in the past." But uh, mm-hmm. we've got it here, so we can catch him and bring if him. You ever get him if back. we ever get him, we can put him. In, and Jack just like shoots and kills the body. Shoots, um, yeah, yeah, vaporizes and, the fucker. And at which point, I was like, "I'm kind of confused. What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think a good way to d- describe the style of time travel, what I wrote down in my notes here, is it's it's quantum leap style time travel. Is yeah. what this is. It's yeah. like jumping yeah. into bodies of people that already exist. So, so the drug somehow makes your mind travel down your bloodline, and your consciousness it resides within that time. However, it will stay there indefinitely, unless you're given an injection of a serum, which they can actually send the physical box containing the gun, the serum, the time stop and watch, which we will get to. Oh, they yeah. can send that shit randomly through time. They can send that, but the body, mm. the person, the time traveler has to be consciousness. So they got one part where like, yeah, yeah, I can kind of make sense of that. Followed by like, okay, but you sent the box then. So 
I mean, is it the box's bloodline? Like, actually, this box is related to a crate that was off on the shore of San Diego. <laughs> so if you can go meet it there, you know what I'm saying? It's just that like, tree is still in the 20th alive. century. This box was a tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like in the beginning of this movie, tells me like, don't think too hard about how this world works. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's great for that. Like I don't I, I think if you're watching Trancers, if you found your way to Trancers, and and you're, you know you're a hard sci-fi person that has to have, you know, science fiction that makes scientific sense, then this is not the style of science fiction for you. You're probably in the wrong place here, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely the kind of like, you know, um, pulp, uh, comic book kind of science fiction out of the 1970s, like translated into, you know, probably from Charles Band's childhood, uh, being translated onto film here in the 1980s uh, through that scope, and um, yeah, it's 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 super interesting because I I remember talking about this when we watched Arena and kind of just the the way that Arena kind of feels and has that kind of like vintage uh, science fiction. This one fits right into that same vein with me, like the kind of pulpy. Yeah. Um, it's it's soft science fiction in the way that like it's certainly a science fiction story. It deals with time travel. It deals with these you know these trancers and, um, but it's certainly not like trying to make science sense out of any of it. So it's a uh, yeah, what I, I feel call, like, like I feel like this movie, the biggest thing I feel like with this movie, and I'm getting into the gripes, is that it actually has a lot of cool, fascinating concepts, but they don't actually focus on them as much as they should to make it a more interesting movie. They just kind of fall back towards like other tropes. Like I, I kind of made the complaint earlier is like they kind of focus more on like the relationship between death and ellen hunt's character who i never bothered to learn the name of <laughs> uh clearly lena lena, lena yeah yeah so lena and death lena and jack it just sounds weird when i say that one uh lena and jack <laughs> like they just kind of focus on their relationship which tells me like yeah it's because of their budget but i mean like can we talk about the fucking cult dude who fucking zombifies fucking people like, that seems like something that should be getting some scenes on its own. Can we build up the main villain? Or are we just going to be yeah. told that he's a horrible guy and then see him occasionally just stare off the, at the camera with no fucking blinking yeah. eyes? I'm like, oh, okay. Since we're going to do gripes, that's that's pretty much my one and only at this about this movie because I uh, I generally really enjoyed uh, most of what, we, what they were doing here. But, yeah, I feel like Whistler was a little bit underdeveloped and we didn't get enough... No, not of him and when we did get him um i didn't love what uh the actor um uh, who played uh was it michael stefani um i didn't love what he did with him he wasn't quite my you know i, I feel like he could have been a bit more compelling of a villain but you know when you're not given much of a character to work with in the first place um he's yeah. not given much scenes to work with he kind of yeah. just shows yeah, he's up barely there yeah I think that would have been cool to see a scene where he shows, like, like I want to know how he gets these followers. Hey, they should say he just, well, he just has these psychic powers and he works on the weak-minded. I'm like, yeah, but how cool yeah, would it he's be? He's basically, he hypnotizes people. But how cool would it be to see a scene where he's, like, entrancing a person? Like, you're watching a charm of kind of like, you know, this, 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 uh, 
fucking villain just kind of work his his charms a bit kind of give some depth to a villain maybe i'm just like spoiled by the way that we treat villains nowadays and 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 movies like we actually give them substance <laughs> yeah <laughs> more, i, I think that's so. true it's certainly a, a more modern concept to you know f- yeah. flesh out your villains as much as you do the protagonists or the heroes in your story yeah um well there's really but... batty from blade runner too since, yeah you know this yeah. kind of rips <laughs> off of it like that's yeah. a start of it but, um, yeah, I mean, they don't really give much of a story for Roy other than, like, yep, he was a Blade Runner. Or he was a, a replicant. But he gets, like, a good humanizing moment at the end where you're he like, He gets Fuck. a moment, yeah, but he does. it's not like you're seeing how he was made or anything like that. You know, no. there's not much of a backstory other than, like, yeah, he led a rebellion. Well, they got a good actor. They got a good actor. Who, I think that's that's a big part of it, too. Yeah, you know? he delivered. Yeah. he delivered that line that was ad-libbed. <laughs> you know <laughs> like tears in the rain it's like fuck he's good anyway, oh, sorry yeah. i mean not every movie can have wrecker howard that's not that's why that is why not every movie is good i mean but, we've right? we've we've seen movies that's why most where, movies fail yeah i was gonna say we've seen movies that are low budget and somehow managed to get him so i mean some can now i mean most movies he was in it certainly are yeah. so <laughs> yeah but you know i'm usually pretty critical of movies that are clear you know, rip-offs of whatever's trendy at the time in a certain genre, but this one was, yeah, like you said, Eric, I, it was a lot of fun with yeah, this one. Yeah. It, it goes all over the place. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and, and it's corny as you know, hell, and but it, it works. <laughs> probably not, not going to be uh, the first time this has ever happened, but I, I do think I disagree with you right about the the fact that it focuses too much on the relationship between them i did you know there are scenes and that maybe aren't the most interesting scenes in the film of you know that are kind of about them but i actually feel like for a low budget movie this one really kept stuff going on like throughout most of the movie and yeah it was like a chase here and an action scene here kind of thing and you know it pulled the it pulled the good old like this is a futuristic time travel movie, but we're going to have the time travel take everyone back to contemporary America. <laughs> so that, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought the pacing was actually really good in the story. Uh, even though you didn't get maybe it fully fleshed out the way that you might wanted to, you might have wanted it to be. Um, I feel like it's generally compelling. And uh, I don't know. I, I love the, I, I really liked the characters. I even liked lena like as a character quite a bit as i as we got to know her at first i was like oh, i don't know about this <laughs> um but jack death is a fantastic 80s like and he's not even an 80s character he's an older character than that he's like straight out of like detective movies from the you well know, he's 40s very much 50s, kind of kind of like noir and they even have yeah, him yeah. watching a black and white noir and he's really into it so mm-hmm. I will I'll agree with you there where like so yeah I do have the gripe that like I feel like they had like some cool sci-fi or they have some cool sci-fi concepts that didn't really explore as well as I would want them to in favor of just showing the characters but I will agree that the characters aren't bad to watch like uh Tim uh Thomerson who plays Jack Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. he's a comedian, so he's like, <laughs> and he, I think he did a very fucking good job there, with he, like he's entertaining to watch. Like I did enjoy watching him, and and and, and he's Helen not like Hunt. your, 
he's not like your typical heavy-handed 80s cop character either. I get a lot of like Han Solo vibes from him. Yeah, like um, an older Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this like I'm pretending I'm a badass, but I'm really kind of a big softy inside. Like um and I like that that like kind of as you could get to know him, like you got to discover that about him. And uh yeah, I, lo- I like mean, lot big time Han Solo vibes from him. And not just that he kind of looks like an older Harrison Ford anyway, but <laughs> I mean he looks like a guy who would be eating like ramen willingly from like a package in a microwave. Like <laughs> right. he has the gruff to him where he looks like, yeah, you look like a middle-aged single man. <laughs> like an attitude. Yeah, like really fucking sells. Decker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> like Decker. Like, like a funnier like, Decker. Like Indiana Jones, but if he was in a trench coat and in the future. Yes. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like Decker. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so the 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 Harrison Ford vibes are obviously uh, very strong. intentional, but yes. like the lighthearted Harrison Ford, yeah. When he's when Harrison yeah. Ford's not being serious, when he's it's being, a, being this, funny, this is a yeah. low budget Blade Runner, but yeah. it, they throw in some other. Yeah. We didn't have shit. the budget for a whole future city. <laughs> yeah, and they I also like how he's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I also like how he's not like a heavy handed asshole. He's not real rough with. Uh, He's actually kind of, you know, compassionate with um, with Lena at first. And, and yeah, is it a little, like, odd? She's obviously very young. He's obviously, you know, not young. Um, <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's, he's not, like, a total creep uh, with her or with other characters in the movie. Um, he's kind of got one track mind. It's it's Wesler. Yeah. He's mainly yep. about Wesler. Absolutely. Whistler. And he's... Uh, not the best detective either like he's not really a great cop like he doesn't pick up on the fact that it's christmas when all over this movie is christmas shit yeah by the way uh, this is a christmas movie (laughs) yeah uh and uh he he miscounts the shots that whistler fires in the gun at the end of the movie he fires fires five shots and death says there's your six you're all out of bullets (laughs) and he's and she's like no there's five like no that was five (laughs) yeah so he's got this like fallible thing to him that is just ultimately like things like that i think are what makes a character like that likable um relatable Even even a little bit but even his hookup scene, like those scenes they have when the main character hooks up with the love interest, was taken away from him. Yeah, and then he wakes and he <laughs> comes he, back yeah, to he, it. He gets pulled back to the, to the future, back to the future. Um, it has you know has this conversation with his superiors, with Art Lafleur and Anne Seymour, who are the yeah Mc, the chairman. Mc, what is it McNulty? Is his, uh, Richard Hurd and Ann Seymour. Art Lafleur is McNulty, uh, yeah. who, who is another detective in the future time. But when he, <laughs> back when he uh, goes back in time, he's stuck in the body of a little girl who's his only ancestor in the t- in the time period. Yeah, so, it's like a twelve year old girl funny. who just like cusses him out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a very funny concept and a really good addition to like this is kind of the lottery you get when you travel back in time. But it mm-hmm. also begs the question, like, um, why couldn't he just go into the one of the parents? They count as ancestors, do they not? Doesn't matter. Not as funny. Yep. You're thinking <laughs> about it too much. <laughs> well, I wanted not to as ask funny. also, I mean, since this movie is taking, I mean, there's the most original thing out of Trancers is the idea of let's take tropes from a lot of franchises and movies we all like and put them together. Um, yeah. Which is what Charles Band does best, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> but they even borrow from James Bond. Yeah. 
with the mm-hmm. gadgets. There, there's a cue scene oh, yeah. where they're introducing the gadgets. So he's got a gun that has two vials of the antidote to the drug to bring them back, right? Um, one for him and one for Whistler. And, of course, then at the end, only you know one of them breaks. But they can send all sorts of shit, but apparently they can't send another dose, but whatever. Um, and then there's the long second, the, the long second wristwatch. Oh, God, yeah. We got to mm-hmm. talk about the long second. The freeze time. Well, not freeze entirely, but, yeah, slow down time wristwatch. Yeah. Where it, sends, it stretches one second to ten. So but yet long we get, we get bullet time on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason they have everybody in slow-mo to show that, ooh, we're, we're warping time. But Tim Thomerson is in slow-mo as well. So you're just like, <laughs> okay, I assume all of this shit is happening in ten seconds, though clearly it's about a minute and a half. <laughs> right. I like Yeah, and why is he why is he in slow motion um at all? Like he should be moving around regularly, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. I my get favorite, it. You know, limitations my favorite of the attack. Right. Part is anytime <laughs> that you have a slowed down scene in most movies, not even just this one, but just most movies, for some reason, even though in this one they say, like, they stress, like, hey, this takes one second and turns it into ten. After this, the watch dissolves. It's done. It ceases to exist. You got one shot. So what he does is for the first three to four seconds after activating is just stare at bullets moving. He's like, oh my god, time is moving slow. Yeah, no shit. You still got t- six seconds left. Yeah, which sp- apparently <laughs> also a, gets stretched. He spends a good he, fifteen just staring at Whistler like you son of a bitch. Which he <laughs> could have fucking who, shooting him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For somebody that's, who knew exactly what the watch was gonna do, he sure seems confused when the watch does exactly what it was supposed to do. Well, right. yeah, and going back to like what Joe mentioned because I have it down here in my notes, he wastes the time watching the bullets fly and then. For the remainder of the seconds, he just runs past and takes a good three seconds to stare at Whistler. And like, ooh, as he carries out Leah, Lena out of, out, and then puts her in the car, passenger seat, like opens the door, puts her in the seat, closes the door, walks around, opens up his door, and then shuts it, and then sits. Like, and then the time stops. I'm like, I think you had enough time to shoot Whistler. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen once. That happens fucking twice. Yeah, he they, gets a second yeah. fucking they, chance they even with the bring watch, it up. and he does the same fucking shit. They even bring it up. They're like, why didn't you take him out when you had the long second? He's like, I had to make a choice. And I'm like, well, you didn't, but okay, at least you're addressing it. Yeah. You right. chose to stare at him, you know, longingly or whatever for... I, I mean, think it I, just, like, speaks to his, like, incompetence as a detective, going back to that concept of him because i'm actually not going to fault the movie for that because they put forth an effort to try to acknowledge that yeah it scene was kind of (laughs) stupid you know and it's interesting when a movie does that when they're like yeah this scene we know it didn't make any sense we'll throw you a bone and we'll acknowledge hey why didn't you do that you're not going to get a good answer you're going to like but just go with it (laughs) yeah this movie does that in a bunch of places um just kind of like pokes a little bit of fun at itself and like oh you know it's our, our ideas may not be like fully developed but hey just you have fun and strap in and have fun and come along for the ride and uh also just little things like the the, the name jack death which is you know a cool it's kind of sounds like a <laughs> cool badass name but like every time he says it to somebody in the modern era they're like oh really that's your name <laughs> like, yeah there's seriously? so many fucking <laughs> jokes and that does that does help but, yeah yeah. So it's like, yeah, we're not expecting you to take that name seriously. It's 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 part of the joke, like, yeah. 
Like, like the moment where they're saving the one ancestor that's left, the baseball player, um, who was down. Oh God, yeah, I wanted to talk about him. I love that character too. Um, We will, yeah, half Ashby, half Ashby. Like when he introduces himself as Jack Death, Ash Ashby's just like, Death, huh? All right, I gotta go. (laughs) After he's just been told, like, I'm the guy who's here to save you. My name is Death, and it's like, yeah. I might be a drunk bum who lives underneath the fucking city, but I'm good. <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. a sign. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, uh, no thanks. <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. Talk about, let's talk about him. Let's talk about. Yeah, he was a Ashby. great character. He was hilarious and uh, was like, I, I kind of was upset that he, he only came in in the, like the last section of the movie because he, he kind of been, rounded he... out that like threesome of them kind of, um, you know, Lena and and Death have this great, like, kind of back and forth. And, you know, she's the relatable 20th century girl. He's this, like, seems like this crazy old man, you know, with this crazy story from the future. And they kind of play that whole thing off. He kind of adds this, like, third kind of... Because he's a drunk and because he's a, this kind of peculiar character, he adds a nice, like, third part to that. And I, so, I, I wish that would have been a little... Been so, around a little longer, but... Here's, here's my suggestion to you guys. And this is something I thought about, and this goes back to my gripe. But this is also, like, when I think about my gripes, I think about how could this been better. I agree that this guy should have been in the movie, in my opinion, from the fucking start. Like, I think he should have been the main focus of their relationship. If anything, make Lena the other ancestor. And he just finds these two, and he has to deal with these two because they are the ancestors. And then have the whole movie based on that instead of her just happen to be like, because how he meets her is she's like this one night stand of Phil, the 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 guy that he whose body he's possessing, and that's how they're yep. fucking stuck together. And he's like, hey, I don't actually know my way along Los Angeles. I need your help. But how they could have fucking done it is he finds her and he she's the first one he has to convince and then uh then you have ashby right away and then the whole thing is like this weird trifecta odd couple where at the same time he's fighting these fucking zombies he also has to deal with like these two who's a rebunctious young adult and the other one's a like a bum who like just everything that half hap is and trying to deal with all of that it's like those few moments you get with hap should have been the majority of the movie and would have been way more interesting so when i bring up like i think there's certain things they could have focused on that's actually what i was going to get to uh yeah that's what i think would have been a way better because it was good there's elements of this movie that are fucking good and it could have been way better and all they had to do was give more focus on what they already presented Okay, sorry. That was it. That was no, my that's, gripe. That's inter- that's, <laughs> I, I could see that. Because, by the way, Hap comes back in the sequels. Oh, good. Because, yeah, I, yeah it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same with the... Like, so yeah, does Helen uh, Hunt, actually. Yeah, she comes like, back after she's a known actress, comes back to do Trancers 2. So. And 3. <laughs> so, oh, is she in the third, too? Yeah, yeah and 1.5. Nice. So she's in three and a half movies. <laughs> she must have, like legitimately had some fun doing this because by the time transfers two and three roll around like she was already you know getting some legitimate <laughs> i shouldn't say legitimate that's talking down on this movie I, I like a lot but um but yeah some like big hollywood gigs and she was getting uh, recognized she yeah, what, was the right. academy recognized actor right so 
Yeah, as well as being on like a primetime sitcom by the time the third movie rolled around, I think. So Yeah. By the way, I, I think this movie functions as a prequel to Mad About You if you can see if you can think <laughs> that Jack Death is actually Paul Reiser's character from that show, but just a different ancestor. Yeah. I do associate Paul Reiser with Death. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've seen Aliens, so yeah. Yeah, uh, I've also seen Mad About and, You, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and season two of um, Stranger Things. Mm. I feel like he's the reason that. Oh, Bob that's dies. right. That's yeah. right. You killed the dude from Goonies. You killed Samwise. Yeah, killed Bob from Stranger Things. Killed Bob from Stranger Things. Killed Bob from Stranger Things. <laughs> Rudy. Anyway, <laughs> well, Fun also, if you look up Tim Thomerson's like career, the dude's been in all sorts of stuff. He's he is in another full moon semi franchise, which is Doll Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, he's a soap opera. That's actor, the other thing I knew him from, but, but. <laughs> he's he's been in tons of other stuff. I mean, he's he's another one of these you know actors who's just his lots of TV work. I yeah. think right. He's been a yeah. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of that. A lot of a lot of made for TV stuff. Um, even you know, I think he even did that. Looks like I I saw he did an episode of a couple episodes of Murder She Wrote. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. But yeah, like you go through his filmography and it's like every TV show that well, okay, maybe not every TV show you ever heard of, but like everything from Hawaii Five O, you know, uh, Murder She Wrote. Um, Gunshy, he was on. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there was one that surprised me, and I was looking for it. And now I'm not coming back to it. But oh, he's <laughs> he was on Baywatch. <laughs> he was on. Uh, well, you know, and they also he, have the character he of plays the a death. He, t- Hercules, he plays a cameo so. too in another movie franchise. A bunch of as it. Jack Death. Yeah. Oh yeah. In oh in uh, the Evil Bond series. Yeah, the Killer Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I also want to ask: Has this viewing for either of you inspired you to go watch sequels? Only yes, if it's absolutely. A, a, only if it's an assignment <laughs> through the podcast. I do. I would do it. I would. I would do so happily for the podcast on my own well, merits. I, I don't know. I, I would, would totally to. watch all. Well, okay, I'm not gonna promise all. I dep- it depends how 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 hard the fall off is in quality, but I would se- certainly watch the next couple movies. Yeah. Um, like yeah. my my thing is here. I I would want to watch these with somebody to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> is kind of where I'm at. Like I, there's no way I would want to do these like on my own and just sit happily with that knowledge that I now know <laughs> the stories of all these movies. But. See, I would just watch these for my own personal enjoyment. You would, but. you would. You would probably add them to your collection of movies that you must watch. Oh, I, too. I might. Like, I, yeah. I like this one well enough. I, I would, I would certainly put this on the shelf. So, and if anyone wants to know what that's like, if you imagine the scene at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's, yeah. that's how it is with his movie collection. I've never been in his house personally, but that's based on what I understand. It's essentially that. Shit, my basement's starting to look like that <laughs> again. And I stopped buying DVDs for a long time, and then just pushing yeah. a crate through a DVDs on a week. Yeah, I stopped buying them. I sold off my collection, like eighty percent of it, and then now I've re recollected. I'm probably not up to the number I once was, but it's getting up there. <laughs> so. 
So, I mean, since we've been kind of doing this to talk about the full moon films, um, and I guess this is a little bit more of a question for Eric, but Ryan, I would love to hear your thoughts on this too. Do you think we've captured the essence of full moon with these two movies? Or well, the I mean, other I, thing... we, we picked these because these are the two that have like the, the most notable franchises within full moon. Well, um, I wasn't part of, uh, the puppet master though prior like why these guys recorded i did mention i i'm aware of doll master sorry Mm -hmm. sorry puppet master Mm -hmm. and i've seen a couple puppet masters so it's like um based off of those these two franchises that puppet master and tracers yes but i've also seen the the dr mordred with you and of course part of that oh right you uh i would say like this movie was definitely more interested interesting than that movie uh, by a landslide this this movie should get a better <laughs> review for me uh i was like like eric pointed out like despite my gripes yeah the characters are interesting enough <laughs> at the very least if it's like if you're not going to fucking focus on the interesting sci-fi concepts i guess at least make the characters interesting and to a degree based on the time period yeah and mm-hmm. and the fact that it's full moon i'm very i'm lower in my bar quite quite much i would say for a full moon production holy shit this is this is prime this is this this is the best they have even though this movie (laughs) wasn't technically according to eric a full moon (laughs) yeah i mean did i answer a question like as in it's uh i feel like yeah yeah Yeah. okay what about you eric what um i think we get we grasped like the essence of what this company was all about when or what it was all about when charles band first started full moon because we looked at like a late empire pictures movie trancers and then you know the 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 launch movie or the flagship movie of full moon entertainment puppet master but also i think we we captured the two ends of the spectrum of what they're gonna you what they're gonna do with that label or that you know um, yeah direct-to-video distribution um they're gonna they, they made a lot of stuff like this uh although this is more of an empire pictures thing he certainly kept going with uh, full moon but this kind of like pulp gritty um vintagey sci-fi stuff that reminds me of like 2000 ad and judge dread comic books and um stuff like oh, yeah. kind of like gritty sci-fi stuff and so so trancers and arena i feel fit like right into that kind of and then um kind of uh, the other end of the spectrum is silly horror films uh, that aren't really horror films but are more you know um, more and it's Puppet Master isn't quite a comedy but it's also not quite a horror film it fits somewhere in between those two and he, he certainly just doubles down on that all the way to like the modern stuff he's doing like the Evil Bong series <laughs> and uh, um they're Which doing another demonic toys movie like right a now like dvd release i guess like a box release of evil bong so yeah yeah they did like a special like evil bong stash box where uh yeah autographed um box but, set that came with uh it, they've really missed an opportunity that it didn't come with a bong i was but, just gonna you know, say where's like... the fucking miniature bong <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of, with the face and shit yeah. that's what that's how Maybe you just that's bad. how you do it <laughs> yeah but I, I think they made the box big enough. You could you could use it that way if you had you know the it's paraphernalia. A little, it's a little snuff box, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do, you, I do no, agree. I think we, we, this has a, a huge, especially 
80s, 90s, kind of late 80s. Um, uh, Early 80s. Er, this, was an, this was 80, 84. 85 US, 84 UK. So 84. So I guess mid 80s. Mm-hmm. I'll just dance around it. Um, <laughs> just get to the point. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> comic book feel to it. Yeah. Like this felt like a Frank Miller, Rob Liefeld. I mean, I'm surprised we saw feet. You know, it really feels like <laughs> right. that style. Um, it, it like seriously the way that that the the shots are in this it actually reminds me of like some of those Liefeld X Men comics. The way they're they're the the kind of staging is. It just it kept bringing <laughs> me back to that. Like I feel like I'm reading a Frank Miller or a Rob Liefeld comic um, when watching this. I'll actually give it points for that, especially for like this the style of it in in the the futuristic yeah. scenes, especially. Uh, those those were actually kind of fun, I thought. So, yeah, it, it has yeah, a legacy, I, and I can see why. There's a charm to it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, that was the name of the game. What, what you know, what Charles Band does is, you know, milk milk his franchises or his ideas for everything that they're, he could possibly get out of them. But there's a reason that, a, you know, an idea like this was able to, you know, grow into six and a half movies. Um well, with when it's, you when you compared it to Arena and Robot Jocks as well up there, it's like yeah, I can't unsee it. I feel like that would be like the stronger comparison than the the full moon question that was asked. It's like yeah, like taking elements of genres or or fam- or well made movies and then throwing them together to make like yeah. if I could see a Robot Jocks Trancers uh, Arena combo. Because, I'm just saying, <laughs> Tracers takes place in a future where they do travel off-world. Yeah. 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 I'm Pretty, saying evil go. transfer robots on Mars would be totally within, but I don't know. Like, go even further into the I mean, future. Instead yeah. of going backwards, go Should... further into the future. <laughs> Well, and an Arena unfortunately never spawned any sequels, but Robot Jocks did have some indirect sequels that uh, Full Moon produced uh, Crash and that burn. we talked about a little bit. Yeah, Crash and Burn, and there's uh, Robot Wars, which is a the so sequel to that. So, so you're saying um, we got some franchise franchises I, to explore from both yeah, Chasers and I'm also and I, I'm also saying this the way that you know Full Moon and Charles Band works that the I fully support your idea that this is this is universe or canon because everything <laughs> right. kind of is inside of that. So there's nothing yeah, that like, says it isn't. There's <laughs> right. not one thing. I mean, based off their own logic or lack thereof, yeah. no one can stop you. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's I think what makes I think it better. Be a good movie. That's what appeals to me. Yeah the the Trancers Arena Robot Jocks combo movie sounds great. So. <laughs> well, I wanted to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Uh, I guess we'll start with Ryan. Do you have any final thoughts on a grade for Trancers? Well, uh, I guess I, I mentioned my main uh, gripe about it is like like there's a lot of I think interesting concepts that could have been like focused on. They could have like given way more time to a villain and really like push and develop this relationship or this rivalry or hatred that they have. Like, they just tell you... This movie's a lot of tell you than show you uh, with some of their cool elements, which is unfortunate. 
Uh, but I will say that the actors that they have, like uh, Art as McNutty and like the idea, like didn't he also voice the little girl? Because the little girl did not have a little girl's voice. She had a different person's voice, but... Um, yeah, something was off with that. Something was off with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think it was Art LaFleur's voice, but... But it was... No, it wasn't, but... Yeah, I wish I kind of wish it was. I, that's where I'm kind of like, I like that would have been cool. Like, if you're gonna break like your own continuity and like your own universe <laughs> stuff, like at least do that. Like, say there was some malfunction because the idea of like a time traveling cop uh, having his like superior officer always having to come back as some like, ridiculous ancestor to tell him what's what is like a great reoccurring fucking thing. Like if they remade this series, this, this, this franchise as a, as a Netflix series, uh, oh, yeah. with, with some quantum leap elements, I think they got some gold on their hands. That's what I think. Um, I would watch mm. that. Really ch- careful what you wish for, because Full Moon Features has a streaming service, and they are slowly reworking no. a lot of their franchises they need into to streaming do it. series. So yeah, they need to do yeah. it. They need to do yeah. it with this one. Really, really explore like the the whole like, hey, let's break down a a, a decade, and like those the most ridiculous parts. Let's have more zombie fucking rabid Santa attacks. Like this movie fucking had that. By the way, I didn't get to mention that was my favorite fucking scene. Where Joe's is like the diner scene. Mine was the fucking rabid Santa attack. Oh, that like, was great. I don't know God. what. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. Like just every second of it was just pure bliss. <laughs> and I'm like, if you can start something with that at least, that and, and different Santa forms, Claus. like like a <laughs> rabid Ronald McDonald in 1970s like McDonald Land. I, I don't fucking know anything. Um, that's what I'm Mac just, and me was missing. That's what yeah. Mac and me was missing. Was a rabid fucking Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you get a dead kid in a wheelchair. Um, so, <laughs> wow, this tangent really went. I have a grade to do, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, is this what college professors' job is like? Like you have to do grading, but you rather literally do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's how it is for the students too. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, I, uh, I kind of, in my heart, I kind of want to give it a C plus, um, because like it could have been better, but I'll give it a B minus. Cause I think talking about it and looking forward to maybe potentially exploring these with you guys with the sequels, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a B minus. I think, I think that's generous okay. uh, from my end. Uh, there's just certain things I, I couldn't let go, but that doesn't mean that there isn't entertainment in this, and this is definitely a fun thing to start. Awesome. Uh, Eric, final thoughts on a grade? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably, you know, like always, worn uh, my grade on my sleeve the whole time, but I thought this one was great. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, I, I think some of your gripes, right, are totally legit. Like, the, the sci-fi concepts could have been explored a little deeper, and it is definitely more of a... Uh, tell you rather than show you movie unfortunately I think that happens a lot in movies in this budget category I, but I don't feel like it's fair to always use that as an excuse either like that's so that's a valid criticism but I also think for what it was produced on that they accomplished a lot of good stuff and made like a really fun um, upbeat like a uh, well paced movie I don't know I think it was uh, yeah I don't know I just uh, I just a fun sci-fi romp with a good uh, good characters and um, I think it was uh, 
never seemed too cheap. I, like, I never felt like it felt too cheap. Like, they, they used their budget well. Um, it felt appropriate. I think the, the acting was... Yeah. yeah, I think the acting was solid, which is not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this just became, like, an instant, like, Charles Band favorite of mine, like, right off the... And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm, like, I am slowly... And I think I actually said this last week, Ryan, so you weren't, weren't privy to it, but, like, I'm slowly kind of diving back into, like, Charles Band's filmography, the Full Moon stuff. This is not stuff I've seen a lot of. Um, certainly, growing up when we did with video stores and everything, I was aware of it. Um, but I'm actually kind of discovering a lot of the stuff for the first time, and this one was def- certainly a pleasant discovery. Um, I, I enjoy Puppet Master, and it was fun to revisit it last week, but I certainly had a lot more fun with this movie than I did with that. So, um... Yeah, this is what's going to be a B-plus for me. I, I really had a lot of fun with it. I actually am kind of, and I don't know, I'm maybe setting myself up for a major disappointment, but I'm kind of excited to see more of this series, and hopefully there's you know some value to sequels. I know how sequels go. I'm not going to set my expectations too high, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a good it, one. It I, sounds like they got an interest in future. If you haven't read ahead, they got some interest in future stuff going on not future stuff yeah. but i mean they got some interesting stories to explore yeah i got a friend that's a fan of the series and he said the first four are solid like they're all pretty good after that they kind of fall off but yeah to be expected yeah. um I, I i again ryan yeah I, I echo a lot of the the same gripes with with this one like the character development isn't great but i i also try to keep in mind that the a lot of movies that were big budget popular you know considered groundbreaking films around this time also had pretty shitty character development i mean this was just kind of a a thing that you see in science fiction in the 80s and into the 90s is there's not a lot i mean i i I know we always bring up modern uh sci-fi pop culture films like the marvel films and stuff like that on the show and and i think that's but i do think that is a good example because it's a genre film or a genre series and what made the you know makes the mcu popular is that there's some human heart to it that's relatively new in i i a lot of sci-fi i I will say that jack death i think is a better human being than harrison ford's character in blade runner (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, at least I mean, there, there's at something least there, and he, yeah, it, he he's not as good of a detective, but at least he cares about consent. <laughs> and I'll also throw in there that I I think it's pretty cool that you you've got a character here that even though there's flaws, there's still like that interest of I, but I'd like to see more of this character. Yeah. Um and, and I'm sure there's people that really want to see sequels and sequels and sequels to Blade Runner. Honestly, I wasn't too impressed with the second one, but that's me. Um. For this, though, I, I'm really glad to have finally stumbled across Trancers. I'm glad we used this opportunity to do so. Because, um, again, films I'd heard of and I'd seen the boxes for and always saw the previews on other Full Moon movies. But I think back when I was watching a lot of Full Moon movies, I was more interested in the creepy monsters like Demonic Toys and, and Puppet Master and so on. Um, so I wasn't too interested in even checking these out. But, damn, I'm glad I did. You know, it's like... When you cross something off a bucket list that you didn't realize was on there, it's kind of cool. <laughs> right. So I'm actually really pleased with this one, and I'm 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 actually gonna gonna kind of go with Eric with a B plus. I'm almost at A minus, honestly. Wow. Uh, nice. But I I, I don't want to overdo it. So uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> this one is definitely worth checking out. I, but you have I, I also add like a lot of the movies that we talk about on the show. It's got to be something you kind of know what you're getting into. And you got to know 
context of when it was made because so, yeah. the storytelling style isn't that unique you know the the, the main narrative structure um but it I, is different I never than today. Give a, i never give a movie leniency based off of that <laughs> i noticed ah, well that's okay though you know i mean i think that's what adds the diversity of this group though yeah right <laughs> so oh. And, of course, I think, we're always interested in expanding that group, and we would love to hear what other people have to say. Are you fans of the Transfer series? Have you seen the first one or any of the sequels? Uh, what do you think of the review that we did in regards of grading? Or, I, shit, I guess, just in regards to general. Uh, but please feel free to send any of those <laughs> questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkyard Podcast. You can find us at VideoJunkyardPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at VideoJunkPod on our Video Junkyard Podcast group and main page on Facebook. Also, Instagram and Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, next week we are going to look at the George Lucas Ron Howard um, production, Willow, uh, which was a you know major thing for when we were growing up. I remember seeing that one and being really impressed with it. Um, so the question is, will it sink or willow float? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have to yes. get the pun in now while I remember. <laughs> followed, by, <laughs> followed by the David Cronenberg classic Scanners. Check that out. And then the uh, P.T. Anderson, uh, Mark Wahlberg starring movie Boogie Nights. Um, it shouldn't... Uh, sure a few people out there have heard of that one so willow and boogie nights sounds like a good combination it might well boogie nights might be a little bit of a long review Mm. (laughs) use the wand it's gonna be a little bit above average at least (laughs) (laughs) we want to thank you for checking out the video junkier podcast we hope you've enjoyed it we hope you'll share it around and until then i want to thank you once again this is joe peterson i'm eric Branson. And holy shit, I'm Ryan Seiskull. And remember, kids... Dry hair's for squids. Let's get out of here. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but... I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>